What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Cut. Christian, Randy, Sean here for all of your mediocre fantasy football advice. Boys, how are we doing? Doing well, man. It's a... Uh... It's a very late night. We are getting started very, very late because we decided to talk. Yeah, we we talked about our our dynasty draft and why you should take CD Lamb. There's not a lot of tea in this. Yeah, I mean, we all did. Take some blame. It was mostly me. There you go. (laughs) I'm be honest. I pretty much just sat here. Uh, Yeah, no, you you talked about Kenneth Murray. True. Oh well, that's completely beside the point. But okay. Uh, it's fine oh. no it's okay me and sean both work like that's why we're here okay just let's yes. here we go what is this what I, hey uh, settle down settle down this is a loving pod we love each other we're excited we're excited for a couple weeks when we're all together that's just, just incorrect not anymore it was it was nice to get to hang out with sean this week it was fun i i had enjoyed that too yeah, i'll go fuck myself Thanks i was out don't live in Columbus. I was out uh, in Randy's neck of the woods at Cedar Point, had a disappointing Cedar Point day. So Randy and I, along with my other friend, met for some lunch. We were there for, I didn't expect us to be there for an hour and a half. That was, yeah. we were there for a long time, but that was fun. Um, so what we have for you guys today is uh, we did bring back, we have another triple R. I know Randy's excited about that. And we are going to be releasing our A1 quarterbacks. A1. We ditched the Diana Hill name because it was, let's face it, it was awful. And, um, you know, we're the cut. Cut steak. What goes good with steak? A1 sauce. A1 is the premier sauce that you have for your steak. So these A1s are going to be the premier quarterbacks for the 2020 NFL, 2020 fantasy season. Hashtag not a sponsor. So <laughs> if, if A1. How cool would that be? Yeah, exactly. We should definitely reach out to them. We're going to get with our manager, um, a.k.a. Brandon Sweet, about getting us an, an A1 steak sauce sponsorship. Hold the phone. Did Randy just get snuck? Oh, okay. I thought I didn't know if Randy got No, snuck. no, no, no. I, I just picked within 10 seconds because I, I saw him go off. Yeah, I saw him go off the board, but I, I didn't know if that was you or the guy before you. But uh, all right. Yeah. So, Randy, why don't you bring us to start this whole thing off with uh, the brand new Triple R? Man, I am going to try. Uh, the title is Stellar, and boy, God, this name. Okay, so the name is DSFFL Roth. <laughs> I, you know, that is the best I can do, people. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> the comment is, great pod to listen to on the train in the morning when traveling to work. Love what they bring to the table. I That is a longtime listener, and I appreciate that, because... There was a couple episodes where that is all me and Christian said, me predominantly. So <laughs> thank you very much for your <laughs> input and listenership and review. Wait, what yeah. did what did I hang on? What did I miss? What was love something? With, love what they bring to the table, man. You, oh, do you not I, remember that? I don't honestly. I oh. didn't know that, that was something you guys consistently said when we started. It was, it was like three episodes straight where that was all. It was mainly me, but Christian said it too. Yeah. It. It's like you kind of imprinted it into my brain, and that's all I could rem- remember what to say. So, yeah, I try to avoid it now. But no, Just, all right, that's, we appreciate it. Um, as, like we were talking about, keep uh, keep going with those reviews. We uh, Randy enjoys having something to read at the beginning of a lot of our podcasts. So, uh, give him something. We we like it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I forgot what is the third R. It's Randy's review. Like, what's the third R? Randy's review readings or something. That, it that, can't that, be. That lame. It can't be that lame. It's definitely not that. Uh, uh, Rand, let's call it Randy's rambunctious reviews. How about that? Uh, or just triple R because yeah, that I, sounds way better. Yeah. I, I like that better. I don't. I don't need to start out with a three-fold name thing. I'm good. You don't want to expand your vocabulary at all. Uh, nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Uh, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. On that note, so let's move to our A ones for the 2020 season, starting at the quarterback position. We'll be bringing these in uh, throughout the next couple episodes. Um, basically, these are guys that. 
uh, we are kind of staking our. Ah, see what I did there? I didn't even try that. I hate you so much. Oh, come on. That wasn't even a bad one. It was a good one, but I still hate you. So we're staking our claims in these guys where if, if we have the chance to go get these players, at least at least I'm speaking for myself, I'm sure you guys probably feel this way too, where if, if we have the chance to go get these guys, we're going to go get them. Even if we have to overpay, maybe by a round or so, just because how good we think these players are going to be this year and that they can win you leagues. So I'm going to start with uh, my quarterback, my first quarterback, Carson Wentz. So, Boys, let me just say a few names. Nelson Aguilar, Greg Ward, Boston Scott, Matt Collins, and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. That's All not stuff. the name. That's not the name of – those aren't the names of, like, some fake, like, TV movie, football movie. Those are names of guys who caught double-digit balls from Carson Wentz in 2019. He averaged – Wait, wait, wait. You're sure Nelson Aguilar did that? I'm not yes. quite sure. Yeah, I, I – I had he caught say. he caught double digit balls. He had thirty nine receptions. I get where you're going, but he had thirty nine receptions. That is impressive. I didn't look up guy. I didn't look up the drops, but I'm sure the number's close. Um, thirty nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he went half and half. So he Carson Wentz averaged nineteen point seven fantasy points per game in 2019. He had a twenty seven to seven touchdown to interception ratio and threw over four thousand yards for the first time in his career in what many said was an awful season for the Eagles' offense. Me included. That offense was terrible. He had the fourth lowest passing yards after catch in the entire NFL behind only Matt Ryan or ahead of only Matt Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and our boy Mitchell Trubisky. His receivers had the ninth most drops in the entire NFL last year. So if I were to tell you guys all those stats, you would probably think he would be around like quarterback 18, quarterback 20, like without looking at anything, obviously. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. the the touchdown interception ratio is pretty good, but other than that, yeah, he finished as QB ten. Yeah, with that, it's it's unbelievable. And this year, I mean, Jalen Rager, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey should all be there in some semblance of the three. I mean, we know what happened with Jackson, but they still want to keep him. They drafted Rager. Jeffrey may start the year hurt, but he could be there back at some point. So this core. Is going to look better than it did last year. Even just ha- even if they just have Riker, it's going to look better. He played all 16 games last season, so the injury narrative for once, which is what scared people away at times, could somewhat start to be faded. And he's being drafted just as a back end quarterback in the like a back end QB one at quarterback 12, so like right on the cusp. But he has top five quarterback upside if the receivers step up at all, and he can maintain the rushing floor that he's been able to have. Like I will take all of the Carson Wentz at this spot if I can. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you, especially with what he did with so little last year. Obviously, he has two absolute stud tight ends, and the emergence of Sanders was great in the receiving game as well as the run game. Uh, Boston Scott, too, in that kind of respect as well. But it is... Yeah, who, they, who they all still have. And yeah, again, like, yeah. It's like just, losing, it, losing Howard didn't really matter for the passing game at all. Well, no. it, well, they they didn't have Deshaun Jackson pretty much all year, so that's a wash. They now have Rager, so they have two deep threat guys that are killer speed. Uh, Plus, if Jeffrey can play at home, if he, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, he'll play. I don't know if he'll play as an eagle necessarily, um, but yeah. again, there's still time to maybe even get another guy in there. Uh, so we're it's a lot of kind of waiting, which is the unfortunate part. But if you even believe for a second that his targets are going to be better unless you assume some sort of ungodly rushing pace uh from the running backs on this team i it's which i don't because i don't think it's it's almost it's almost impossible to say if he plays all 16 that he's not gonna at least finish how he did last year i mean Mm -hmm. like (laughs) and that's qb10 it's a top 10 guy right yeah yeah and you didn't even mention some of their other i mean they drafted what They, they they drafted um, John Hightower. They drafted Quez Watkins. Um, yeah. I, I mean, those are guys that I think could have immediate impact. I'm a big uh, John Hightower guy. And so I think that even – oh, my God. <clears throat> I just about died. Um, Too soon. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> if, even if they lose Alshon Jeffrey, which I kind of think is – 
more inevitable now than before. Um, obviously, Deshaun is still going to play for them despite what happened. They did, they didn't cut him. He's being disciplined. Yeah, he's there. Nothing's happening to him. So you're going to have Jalen Rager, Deshaun Jackson, and then those guys can step in and be significantly better. Plus, you've got Jajar, who should be a little bit better. Um, plus, plus I'm not after they took Rager, Doug Peterson came out and said that Rager's going to focus on one position and he's going to learn from Deshaun Jackson. So, like, Jackson's going to be that now. Obviously, Rager could be that as the year goes on. But, like Randy said, like, you have two deep threat guys plus the two guy, two tight ends over in the middle. Like, Carson Wentz is in a great position to succeed this year. Shout out, Adam. Yeah. Well. Shout out Adam, I guess. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, the biggest right. fan. Well, and, and I mean, being drafted as quarterback twelve, you're getting value no matter what. I mean, that's his floor. Hey, right, and he and like well, I said, he, he could be a top five guy. Yeah. I mean, I guess he could get injured because he has that injury history. But played all sixteen last year. Exactly. All right. In a bad offense with a just okay line. Well, that just okay line's worse, so. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Um, All right, so I'm next, and you're going to hear me talk about this guy forever. I've been tweeting about him all day today. I should have put money money on this, man. Well, so the the Madden ratings came out, and they released the top 10 quarterbacks, and I saw Aaron Rodgers on there, and I was like, oh, man, maybe I need to read this again because Matthew fucking Stafford isn't on here. What is happening? Matthew Stafford is my quarterback, A1. He averaged 20.45 fantasy points per game in 2019 before going down with the back injury. To put that into perspective, Patrick Mahomes averaged 20.29 fantasy points per game. So, Christian comparing Matthew Stafford to Patrick Mahomes thinks he's they're the same player, thinks they're the same quarterback. They have a lot of similarities, man. Oh, um, my God. No. They do. I mean, Matt Stafford was Pat Mahomes before Pat Mahomes was Pat Mahomes. And the fact that he can just fucking sling it um, and make some absurd throws. But that's beside the point. Um, the point is that Stafford, through eight games, was on a better points-per-game pace than Patrick Mahomes. His 16-game pace was 38 touchdowns, 4,998 yards, and only 10 interceptions. He has a second-year tight end who many expect to take a big step forward. Um, I think that might be overstated, and you'll see me tweeting about how excited I am because he's now on one of my dynasty teams. But he's got one workout video. Listen, he was working out with George Kittle. That's got to be a positive, right? Um, but it, it doesn't matter if Hawkinson doesn't take a step up because he's got a top-12 receiver in Kenny Galladay. And he might have a second top 12 receiver in Marvin Jones, because if you look at the metrics, Marvin Jones is as good as Kenny Galladay when they're both healthy and on the field and have Matt Stafford. He now has a receiving back in DeAndre Swift that's going to be utilized at the very, very least as Theo Riddick plus, plus, plus. I mean, DeAndre Swift is way better than Theo Riddick ever was or will be, but what do you mean, Wilby? I don't even think that dude's in the league anymore. I'm pretty sure he he got hurt last year. I, he might make a team this year. Who he knows? was on the Broncos, I know. But anyway, keep going. Yeah. So, theoretic, still relevant. Um, Free agent. Yes. <laughs> Matt Stafford's defense-adjusted value over average of 28.8% was good for fourth in the league behind only Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Drew Brees. His 842 yards above replacement were good for eighth in the NFL, and his QBR was good for sixth in the league. And he did that, number one, all in eight games. And number two, people are drafting him as the quarterback 15 this year. That's absolutely absurd. He was a top five quarterback when he went down last year, and all of the signs point to him actually having a better situation this year. Sure, you can argue that the drafting of DeAndre Swift means that, oh, they're going to focus on the run. I don't think that's at all what it means. I think it's 
we want to get a guy to catch passes out of the backfield for Matthew Stafford. I think if Stafford stays healthy, his floor is probably somewhere like QB six to eight. And because he's being drafted as quarterback 15, this guy is a league winning quarterback. I am going to have so much Matthew Stafford once redraft actually starts up. You guys have heard me talk about him. I will not stop talking about him. Big Matt Stafford guy. Um, so yeah, he's my A1. And if you fucks snipe me, I'll kill you. Literally. What the hell, man? <laughs> like, where did that come from? So the problem is everyone knows how much I love Stafford. And Randy has sniped me with Stafford at least three times this year. I don't know what uh, <laughs> what you're talking about. Um, you're saying in fantasy drafts, he sniped you with Stafford? Mm, I believe. Uh, maybe not three, maybe two. How many? You've drafted Stafford twice, right? I think in two, Dynasty two. and in this new one. Yeah, you fuck. Because you knew that I was looking at him. But anyway, yes, Matthew Stafford, good at football. Breaking I mean, with with him, you're basically playing the percentages of which quarterback is he? Because now, granted, obviously, you like you take his finish last year. He only played eight games, but like in 2018, he finishes QB 20. But then before that, I mean, 17 QB seven, 16 QB seven, 15 QB nine, 14 QB 15, 13 QB seven. Like he's like Stafford has the track record, and I don't know if he's one of the guys you necessarily would look at for that but he's been a top 10 guy and you would think that he's healthy now. I mean, obviously the back injury is something that's kind of scary, but he should be fine. So yeah, I, I can definitely see as much as I like to make fun of you because of how much you love Matthew Stafford. I get it. Yeah. And, and one more thing with the back injury, I get the concern, but he played through it the year before. And so they finally said, like, no, dude, you need to fucking sit out or you're not going to play football for very much longer. And he said, all right, I'll do that. And so I think he could have played the rest of the year last year. I mean, he said that he could have. So fuck you're also you're also talking to the guy who trusts some dude who's, you know, tore his knee twice. Yep. Yep, yep. Okay, I love the energy from you two. My first guy, A1 quarterback, is going to be Baker Mayfield. Uh, we've actually had a whole tweet thread about this uh, during the offseason, but he's currently being drafted at quarterback 17th through 18th, depending on the site, which is going early to mid-12th round. Um, he finished last year's QB19 behind what many assume is one of the worst offensive lines is he's ever going to have to play for, which is great. Uh, an awful scheme for his quarterback play, and let's be honest, just an awful coach <laughs> who wouldn't even listen to his offensive coordinator. That's so, an awful that, coach. That fuck. Yeah. Just an awful coach. Fuck I mean, I'm not trying to kill a guy here. Like, just let him go. He's Sorry. gone. He, he's gone. See, that's the problem with Cleveland fans is you just want to hang on to hatred. From guys that you're never gonna have to see again because they're never gonna matter again. Just, Sorry, just we're not a go. fan of eight teams, one of which has won eighteen Super Bowls. So First we don't. All, it's not eight teams, douchebag. Three. You're always just overstating things because you don't actually know. Anything. That's <laughs> talking right. about Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I, I'm trying, and then you you had to interrupt. That's how it goes here. I'm gonna go for you now. That's how it works. Either way, let's get back to the actual show. Yeah. Uh, I hate you so much. Uh, kidding. This is getting him at his absolute worst value to me right now. So I think no matter where you're drafting him, you're allowed to wait in all these redraft leagues and let everyone else just keep drafting highly. All these other guys, you can dominate every other position and get him in the 12th round. That is absolutely absurd for a guy that has every shot to finish as a QB one this year, not the QB one, mind you, but a QB one. I don't, it's not debatable to me, uh, mainly because he's not going to throw for as many touchdowns as like Mahomes. That's basically where it's going to end up. Yeah. So <laughs> you have to also look at the team where we have stated many times how they have pretty much made improvements on every single aspect of this team. Uh, another year with healthy wide receivers of Odell and Jarvis, huge upgrade to the tight end position, running back position. I guess you could say upgrade just because you have a full year of Kareem Hunt and 
a clear upgrade of the offensive line with a huge focus on the tackle positions. Um, I really like what they brought in, and we're literally trying to compare a scheme for Baker to a guy like Kirk Cousins, who the last two years has finished his QB 12 and 15. And I think all three of us can agree right here, right now, that Baker Mayfield, even in his third year after a terrible second year, is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. I do, <laughs> so, I do love me some Kirky C. And yeah, he's too. another guy you can wait on, so I don't blame you there. But here's my thing, is everyone is going to keep telling you how much this run-heavy scheme is going to make Baker fall and fall. He's going to be a QB 20. Oh my God, good Lord. Uh, Kirk Cousins doesn't fucking do that. So why the hell would Baker Mayfield do that? And let's be honest, the Vikings ran the ball more than I think the Browns will this year, which is really surprising to a lot of people, but it's what's going to happen because of how deadly Baker is in the play-action game. And just he's just a better quarterback. It's plain and simple than Kirk Cousins. And the scheme's perfect for him. All these upgrades, all signs point to us getting back to hopefully an improvement even on the rookie year. So we're talking a good touchdown to interception ratio, a lot of a lot of opportunities in the red zone to keep building that up, keep building his rapport with everyone, a whole everything from coaches to every other aspect of the offense has gotten better. So I expect great things from him. We had him, I think it was ranked QB thirteen, <laughs> and we're the people that are very very high on him. It's just because we're so high on other people. Um, I think that's honestly his average QB 13 to 14. I do believe he's going to finish QB 10 this year or even higher. It's literally going to be the interception touchdown ratio. Mainly we have him low because we assume Chubb and Hunter are just going to have so many touchdowns. Honorable mention to my boy, Kirky C. I do. I do like me some cousins because I, you guys know I go late round QB, but uh, I mean, I've talked that's I've the thing. Talked, Baker's a late round QB this year. Sure. We're talking twelfth round. I've talked ad nauseum this year about the season I think Mayfield's going to have to the point where I called him a dark horse candidate to finish as the QB one in fantasy this season, as it did Christian. So like you don't have to tell us twice. Like I'm the problem the only problem that I have is it's just the fan aspect. It's like it's tough to take Baker Mayfield for my fantasy teams because if he doesn't do well one game, not only am I pissed at the Browns loss, I'm pissed that Baker didn't do well. So like that's the only reason I could see not having it. But at this point, like if I had to choose him or Stafford, I would go Baker over Stafford. That's like, why we choose with our minds and not our heart, John. Sure. But I said and I saw Christian's ears perk up when I said I would choose Baker over Stafford. Yeah, Pretty sure he might do the same thing. Well it's really easy because he doesn't have hair. It doesn't hide the ears. I see what you did there. You're a dick. Um, that was a good one. Um, I, so I, after listening to our last episode um, and then just kind of really thinking about things, I think I would go Stafford <laughs> over Baker because just because of Sorry. how much I believe in Stafford. I, so I don't know. Was I drunk? That. I might have been drunk. Um, you know – no, maybe. I you might have been a little drunk last time we recorded, and that's why I didn't take Stafford. But I think I'd rather go with the guy that's perennially a top 10 quarterback over the guy who's done it zero times. So I would rather take, and personally, I would rather take Wentz over both of those guys, which is why Wentz is my A1, because that was the argument, wasn't it? It was Wentz, Baker, Stafford. And I, I went, also I went, so. did not realize that our A1s were those three quarterbacks. That is weird. I agree. <laughs> I don't think any of us did until right now. But all right. So Carson Wentz, Matthew Stafford, Baker Mayfield. Those are our first quarterback A1s for the 2020 season. Let's take a break. We'll get into our second ones. I'm excited for mine. Welcome back to the quarterback A1 episode of The Cut. I'm really excited to talk about my second quarterback. Not something I do a lot when it comes to my first bullet point here. Um, but it's Cam Newton. So I make fun of Christian all the time for paying attention to workout videos, hype videos. But like Cam has a different level of like fuck everybody this year than I've ever seen. Like he's on a mission. It's going to be so fun. Like granted, the shoulder is a large risk. 
He was awful. He looked awful last year. I get it. Bill is not an idiot. Like I know that they paid him no, basically no money, and they're taking the gamble. I don't even think Bill Belichick would do that if he didn't expect something good to come from Cam Newton this year. Back he is in a cheater, though. <sighs> Absolutely, hundred percent. No, there's nothing you can even deny about that. They've gotten caught twice filming teams. Three times. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> Moving on. Back in, 20, back in 2018, Cam Newton finished with his career best completion percentage and threw for the second most touchdowns in his career behind only the MVP season in 2015. He also had the second best quarterback rating in his career behind that 2015 MVP season. People forget that because everybody thinks about the fact that he couldn't throw a football in 2019. His rushing went down almost 300 yards from his 2017 total to his 2018 total. In 2018, Cam Newton, at 29 years old, finished as the quarterback two. In years that he's played 16 games, he's never finished under quarterback four. He's going as quarterback 24 right now behind Drew Locke, Phillip Rivers, my boy Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, and a rookie in Joe Burrow. And he's going just ahead of Sam Darnold, Derek Carr, and Teddy Bridgewater. Is there a single QB in those guys' names that I just listed that has any kind of top five quarterback upside and something to prove? Like, give me all of Superman this year. Especially where it's going. Sure. I think it's going to come up, though. And I think, I mean, I I think he's going to be going as quarterback 16. Let me put it this way. If he's quarterback 16, absolutely. I'm still going that route. Because, again, not only does he have something to prove, and, like, he's going to be pissed at the entire NFL, but in 2018 when he was healthy, and that's just two years ago, he was outstanding. He finishes as a quarterback, too. Like, people forget that. I'm not saying that we do. I'm just saying people forget that because they realize, like, how much of a disaster last year was for him. But he's and he's, – and when he's played 16 games, he's never been under a quarterback four. That's nuts. And – it's like the other guys that you can get there have don't have anywhere near as high of upside as Cam Newton does in 2020. I'm saying it right now. The New England Patriots win more games than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2020. Holy fuck. Uh, do you want to you do a, a bet on that, bud? No. Ooh. Oh. And that's, Damn. I mean, if it's it's a, and you know what? If, if, if we're doing what we talked about before, yes. If Ooh, we're you just don't want to get slapped? Yes. I, I'm, I don't want to do that anymore. We, we'll talk about it off we'll the air. discuss it off air, yeah, yeah. Yes, but <laughs> Cam Newton, absolutely. I, I'm starting to agree with you. I, the video of him saying, nobody's seen this, Cam. Dude, it's Because I haven't even I'm seen so this, Cam. It's, it's scary. Like, it is, like, man. Cam's coming with a vengeance, and I mean, he might dive after a fumble this year. And that's something new, <laughs> you know? We did. All right. I, I hate myself. Why did I do that? <laughs> Why did I what just did make that joke? It, I just giggled at something you said. No, for, <laughs> for giggle for, is the appropriate term. I, the, the diving <laughs> after the fumble thing? Oh, it's all right. Uh, so for Cam, like you said, <laughs> he's being drafted so late that, I mean, we're talking redraft here, like, just just wait and wait and wait, people. If you, Even if he comes all the way up to QB 16, like you said, you could be sitting there and being able to decide between Baker Mayfield and Cam Newton for your quarterback one with a chance of having to, oh, no, a couple weeks, pick up a guy on free agency. Like, go fuck yourself. Wait for quarterback and pick these two guys. Not only wait killers. for quarterback, but go fuck yourself first. If, I'm just saying I'm taking these guys and waiting. And getting studs everywhere else. Sure, but like, but I, let me put it this way: like, granted, where he's drafted, even if even if he does move up at like QB sixteen, QB fifteen, like, I'm gonna hammer that still because again, like, none of those other guys that we talked about have the, well, Baker not included, but like the, the just the insane ceiling that Cam Newton can bring. Oh, hundred percent. And I will disclaimer. It's risk that he plays the whole year, but again, if you're drafting that late, it doesn't oh, yeah. matter. Go get a go get another guy. Go get a yeah. go get a Gardner Minshew. Go get a Dwayne Haskins. That if Cam is out one a couple weeks, just play that. And I guarantee, if Cam is named the starter over Stedham, which hasn't happened yet, uh-huh. uh, Stedham will be on free agency, 
and you can just pick him up. And he might not be a world beater, but you can possibly pick right. up two guys and figure out what happens. Exactly. Yep. It's funny you mentioned Dwayne Haskins, Sean, because that's my second <laughs> quarterback A1. See, Randy, that's how you do a damn segue. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say. It was a good one. I, I will give you credit where credit is due um, because it's also rare. Um, Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> oh, fucking A. Was that a pun, too? Because no. it felt like a pun to me. That, oh, yeah. That's a good one, though. I really like yeah. that. Yes. Uh-oh. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to refocus here. Um, so, Dwayne Haskins, he was put in the worst possible situation in 2019. Um, I would say it was like Browns level unstable in Washington last year. And the thing about that is he still managed to play well relatively. And I know Sean disagrees here. The last three weeks he played, which were weeks 14 through 16. And he you only used that term relatively very loosely. Let me just Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I have to, there's no metrics to back this up. Um, except for his three-week span where he threw five touchdowns to one interception. He didn't throw for a lot of yards, but he only played in one half in week 16, and he played very well. He completed 67% of his attempts during those three weeks. Over the course of the season, he had two receivers that flashed, and one just absolutely burst onto the scene, and that was Sims and Harvin. Yep. Sims and Harmon, they they flashed. Um, I think that you saw a lot of good things out of them, showing that they can be good targets. With Harmon being on the outside, I assume he he competes with Gandy Golden this year. And then Sims is the clear slot guy. He's battling with Trey Quinn, who sucks. And then you've got Terry McLaurin, who is one of the most underrated receivers in the league um, and in terms of his ADP this year. They added Antonio Gibson. They're getting a healthy Darius Geis. Fuck you, Sean. They're, they're getting a healthy Darius Geis. For the first 77 touches and Antonio Gibson. Oh, good thing we added him. Man, I can't wait to watch Antonio Gibson turn into fucking Tariq Cohen or something. Um, anyway, Darius Geis is definitely going to help Dwayne Haskins out. Dwayne Haskins has also been absolutely grinding this year. He's cut a ton of weight. He's been working hey, out. Here's, here's the Christian paying attention to the workout slash hype videos. But the thing is, the, the workout slash hype videos for Haskins started months ago. Months before all these other, like even Darius Geist has been posting some recently. Dwayne Haskins has been showing that he has been just absolutely on top of it since March, man. Like ever since COVID shut everything down and he wasn't supposed to be working out with people. Um He's been, he's been working out with people. Yeah, exactly. He's been he's working. Out. He's been on top working out with people. That's that's what you just said. Oh, for real. For all of quarantine. <laughs> now let me. Okay. I don't. Are you? Was was that all of your? Was that all of your? Um, your no. back. Okay. No. Keep going. I do want to mention that there's not a single metric outside of that three week span. That's <laughs> yeah. um, it's it's more. I can take 2019 with a grain of salt, similar to the way we do with Baker Mayfield, because that situation sucked, and that wasn't the Baker Mayfield that we know. Well, 2019 Washington Redskins situation was debatably worse than the Browns, and so you saw Dwayne Haskins in his rookie debut throw for three picks because he was not ready. He was not given the opportunity to get ready. Um, And then you see... He gets benched again, and then, I mean, they just never committed to Dwayne Haskins. And what I think is going to happen is Ron Rivera is going to commit to Dwayne Haskins. I think that's already happened. And for that, I think Haskins is going to be a mid-tier quarterback, too, in a lot of weeks this year. And he's being drafted as quarterback 27. He's being drafted as a quarterback three. So I think you're getting a steal. I think because of that, I mean, in – two quarterback or super flex leagues, you can get a league winner in Dwayne Haskins because you can wait. And like Randy keeps hammering that you need to dominate other positions. And if you dominate your other positions and get Dwayne Haskins as your QB two, and he provides that for you, that's clutch. And you can wait until the last fucking round. So yeah, yeah. I'm not going to bypass the fact that you tried to compare three Cohen's 
922, 924 career touches in college to Antonio Gibson's 77. I just want to type a player there on the NFL, but yeah, it's not going to happen. Um, But again, don't, but, and don't hear what I'm not saying about the Wayne Haskins. Like I want him to be great. I mean, I'm like, it was fun watching him play at Ohio state. He threw some freaking dimes. It was nuts. Like I want him to be good. I get your metrics. I understand that. I hope that you're right. All like my only argument against it was in those those weeks that you were talking about the fact that he had 147 yards, 170 yards, 261 yards, and 133 yards. Like even in those last two weeks, like that's what scares me. But again, if you think about it, like Bill Callahan took over that team down the stretch last year, and he said we're going to win games by running the ball. He was also very very wrong, but he that's that was his philosophy going into it. Who and Bill Callahan now the Browns offensive line coach. Um, but that's one of the reasons why Haskins didn't throw a ton. They still lost their last four games, even yeah. doing that. But I can see a scenario where Haskins, I don't know if he has like the top like 15, 16 upside. And I don't think that's what you're saying either. But no. top 20, I could definitely see it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I will say, I, well, first of all, I'm absolutely shocked that for as much as Christian's talked about these few weeks that he's played, that he didn't extrapolate for a whole season. I just want to point that out first. <laughs> Secondly, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> you threw me off there. You can't. Which is going to be ironic in a minute. Um, secondly, if if he only played those last few games, we would be looking at him going much higher, in my opinion. There would be a lot more hype around him. Uh, just because they kept going back and forth and wouldn't really commit to him and didn't really let him just sit and learn like he really needed to do, let's be honest. Uh, he, if he would be getting the more Mahomes hype that okay. I think he rightfully kind of deserves, uh, kind of like my guy is, not not anywhere near that level, don't get me wrong, but the, the guy coming into his second year that barely got to play but showed some flashes, and he got to sit and learn the whole year, and now there's yeah. hype around it. They're, well, they're truly investing the offense and building around him. Like plus that's, he, still that's has, he still has something to prove too, because a quarterback in his own division was taking over him and yep. he wasn't happy about it. And let's be honest, they fired their coach midway through the year. Uh, and it's a coach that didn't really want to draft him to begin with. Yeah. So we're, it, he really was set on a bad path to start and he's been fighting up ever since. Hopefully this regime really does believe in him. I'm not 100% sure of that yet. I think that's, he definitely that's the only thing that's scary. But again, they didn't draft a quarterback. So yeah, he's getting 16 games to prove himself. Yeah, right. Yeah, so let's hope he does. And last uh, thing before you move on, Randy, I'm sorry. We have to remember, too, that Haskins was the third string quarterback and injuries forced him into that opener against the Giants where he threw the three picks. Am I blanking on who the, the second string was? It was Colt McCoy. Oh, it was Case Keenum, Colt McCoy, then Dwayne Haskins, and both Case Keenum and Colt McCoy yeah. went down. And so Dwayne Haskins was thrust in, and he was clearly not ready, and he was never supposed to be. And, right. yeah. and there was so, yeah, there was no plan. It wasn't like um um oh, crap. Um, so I, well, yeah, it, I was trying to think. It wasn't like Daniel Jones, where the plan was eventually to go. I just blanked. It wasn't like Daniel Jones where the plan was eventually to turn it over to Jones at some point last year. Like Haskins, if they had their way, Haskins was never going to see the field. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, all right, Randy, all aboard the Drew Lock hype train. All aboard the Drew Lock hype train. Really? Yes. I. I why do I put things? Don't in put the things show. in if you don't expect me <laughs> to get things out of them. I, what? <laughs> Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, my second guy is Drew Locke, and I'm hey, not if gonna... I had my own soundboard and I could actually make sounds instead of having to do that, I'd be fine, but obviously I can't because we're not sure. that high tech. Also, Christian would do it for you, and I would make sure he did No, he wouldn't. So, 100%, you could not come up with that, let's be real. <laughs> Christian's our sound guy. He's He would have done it. Sound no, he wouldn't have. Video guy. Well, Exactly, he right. wouldn't have done it, so we would have never had to heard hear it. So oh, that would have okay. been that would have been okay. Better. All right, I'm gonna go into my guy now, if that's all right with you two. Yeah, all uh, aboard the Drew Lock hype train. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> he 
again, we're talking about late round guys. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say wait on Drew Locke necessarily because there are guys going a little bit before him that I think are better, as we said, and Baker Mayfield and Cam Newton, uh, and even other guys to an extent. But Drew Locke is currently going QB 19. He's going kind of late, mid to late 13th round, so whole round after Baker. Um, I think it's probably about six or seven picks ahead of Cam right now. Uh, so it, it's another guy you can wait on. I He doesn't have QB1 potential to me. I think he might get – he's going to get close enough, in my opinion, but I just don't – I wouldn't say he's going to sit here and be a QB1. I'm more saying he's my guy in terms of – hell, I – I we took him in a group league for our first QB in a super flex and got absolutely roasted for it, and I'm here to tell you what we told that guy. You're a freaking idiot if you think Drew Locke isn't going to show out this year. Wait, when do we do that? That was in the Jersey League. The, Dynasty uh, and Shill. Yeah. Shout out what to is us. this? In like the fifth round, a guy messaged us because we wouldn't trade our whole team for Josh was Allen. Was I not told us. about this? You're definitely no, we definitely told you about it because Christian was heated because he basically called us uh, a word I'm not going to say right now. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but to go along with that, he does have a ton to prove oh, this year. Sorry. Yes. Okay. I, he does I, have a ton to prove, but he is going to do it. He played well when was called upon at the end of the year and really gave Broncos the hope for the future. I mean, even Brandon, who is as pessimistic as you really can be for a Broncos fan, really loves Locke going this year. Again, he said he has a lot to prove. Wait, have we ever put Brandon and pessimistic in the same sentence before? 100%. He's always pessimistic. It was a joke. <laughs> Randy. Yeah, okay. Let's leave the jokes to me and Christian. Thank you. Uh, so moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> we do have a lower projection for Love him. Love you, Brandon. Than... It was a joke. <laughs> we have a lower projection for Locke than a lot of other people do, actually. And that by that, I mean ranking projection. But we have him higher in touchdowns, passing yards. We just have him higher in picks as well because – this is basically his rookie year all over again. It's his second year of the system. He barely got to get reps in last year. He's going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. I don't think he's going to cost you a week, but there might be a week where he has three picks. You're going to have to expect that. But there's going to be great matchups for him. This is a team that has somewhat built up the offensive line again, and they invested heavily at the running back position with Melvin Gordon and stockpiling running backs for the future, apparently. And then they went out and... They drafted Noah Fant last year, and they also made sure to get two strong wide receivers and Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler's pair with a god tier guy going into his third year, I believe, is Cortland Sutton, who also could have a third year breakout, like we've been talking about for Calvin Ridley. So we're we're talking about a lot of moving parts in this offense. They're all gearing towards them believing in Locke and making them more of a win now team than we have seen them since Peyton Manning. I mean we brought in new, better veteran coaches and Pat Shermer and Mike Shula to help mold him along the way and continue to grow as the season goes. This offense is going to be really good for him, especially with all these new targets. He is going to be allowed to have more free reign and kind of let the ball fly, which is what Drew Locke was best at coming out of college and why people, including myself, are higher on him than a lot of other people in the industry. I really do believe in him this year. I think he's going to be the second best quarterback in the division. And that pains me to say. Uh, mm. And obviously it wouldn't be first because uh, fuck it. <laughs> you are, uh, I'm sorry, you are forgetting about Mr. Justin Herbert. Yeah, exactly. And Derek Carr, who I do love Derek Carr, but I'm not quite sure if they're going to focus enough on the passing game this year for him to finish. It. I mean, I, Derek Carr, I don't think is getting QB 15. Uh, I'm not quite sure Drew Locke gets there, but I think he has a shot. Uh, I, I do think he's going to finish above QB 19, though. And that's the biggest thing. Um, it's he still got room to grow. I hundred percent love that. I also, like I said, ironically, uh, I did get some articles out there that did have him his stats extrapolated because uh, he only played in six games. And I do hate this, but he would have had a sixty-four percent completion percentage, over three hundred, over thirty-three hundred yards, twenty-two touchdowns, ten picks. Obviously, we have him for about a little bit over 700 yards more, three more touchdowns, four more picks than a year that's fake, basically. So uh, 
I, I really do love where we have him. Uh, maybe the interceptions go down. I think that's great for him. Again, I'm just I'm always a really young QB. I'm going to kind of bank on more explosive offensive types like this that they're going to throw more picks. That's kind of the biggest thing. But I will be the guy that sits here and says that Drew Locke is going to have a good year and is going to be the quarterback of the future for the Broncos. And next year will be fighting for everyone drafting him for that back or that front end to middle end QB two. Yeah, I, I like it. I think the main thing that comes from this is um, I can't wait until we get to talk about Daniel Jones being the worst draft pick or worst quarterback in that draft last year. And so the reason is because of his rivalry. A good quarterback. Well, he he was impressive uh, at, at times. He but, had flash. So yeah, uh, no, no different flash. than Drew Locke though, and yeah. and really, I mean, yes, different than Dwayne Haskins because, like I said, he has a three week sample where he still didn't get over two hundred fifty yards. But um, I, I think. Drew Locke and and Dwayne Haskins taking a step up means that the the discrepancy between Daniel Jones and those two guys is going to shrink. And I can't wait until they're so, both better than him. I will say, so um, th- at least passing-wise, I'm not quite sure with Daniel Jones' rushing and all his fumbles and everything, uh, with all that, how it would stack up. But with the stats that... Our extrapolator, like I said, fake tank games, basically. And that is kind of a minuscule season if you actually look at it compared to other guys. He would have finished between it was either it was between quarterback like twenty one through twenty five and Daniel Jones finished right there. <laughs> so it, even with the rushing. So that's what I mean. Like he Drew Locke does not come up with all that rushing upside that Daniel Jones does and even Haskin does to an extent. But he definitely has a cannon of an arm, and he's going to be yeah. flinging this ball to guys that. And he'll I be mean, throwing. Top, he has be, top talent around him. Like he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll be throwing to the wide receiver one in Denver. You know, Jerry Judy. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's close. But if we're, I mean, let's be real. Come come next year, this, this, this offense could be very close to the Browns in yeah. terms of talent all around, just because of how good Noah Fan's going to be, how good Judy and Hamlet are going to be. Uh, hopefully we get a resurgence of Melvin Gordon, who did look pretty good last year once he got ready. Uh, and we also have Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman in the backfield. So Damn straight it's, you do. It's a whole factory there. And oh, let's don't you start with me, Christian. I think I just found my uh, my second running back, boys. What? You, you what? My what? second running back for for our A1s. Oh. Oh, oh, oh Philip wow. Lindsay. Wow. Oh. Whoa. That's that's a spoiler, but because it's more like spoiled milk. Ah, uh, I like that. One. that <laughs> that's funny. bad. That was okay. This time to leave. That was okay. I don't even. I don't even know where to go from here with that. Like, I don't. Too bad. But no, <laughs> that was all right. So that was it for our uh, quarterback A ones for the season. And I'm uh, disclaimer. If you are to draft one of these quarterbacks and they don't work, uh, the boys on the cut are not responsible for the anger slash money that you lose because you went with our uh, well, our recommendations. I mean, we, we have a hundred percent hit rate. So shut we're up, Randy! Shut up! I I am fine getting yelled at. I I basically, first of all, you're an umpire. You literally get paid to get. And I'm also and I'm also a basketball official, which is yeah, exactly. you get yelled yeah. at worse. Exactly. Although fantasy football, uh, angry humans are are a little different than just parents or. Kids. Yeah, but we can mute Twitter. We can't mute. <laughs> That's parents. true. That's true. Oh God damn! The showing off the rails. Um, all right. So anything else? So um, we did announce the uh, members of our listener league. So thanks everyone for your submissions. Uh, we're very excited. Uh, me and Brandon are going to be on a team versus. Christian and Randy, and then versus everybody else. Obviously, the winner of the uh, Cut Listener League will receive a signed jersey of the uh, of a player on their team. It, um, I believe it's going to be the winner's choice. If we do it, it'll be cool. Um, 
but we'll figure it out and stay tuned because Brandon and I are going to come up with some uh, with a very creative name. We haven't gotten there yet, but we will. Um, so I'm, we're excited for that. Um, yes. we'll, I'm, we'll be talking about that on the pod. Uh, we'll be talking, we'll be updating you guys throughout the league, uh, throughout the season, as well as, um, we will be having a couple episodes coming up that are going to be, um, dedicated to the listener league. So we're very excited. Um, other than that, I don't know, Christian red zone draft boards. Yep. Go buy those. Uh, very good things. We still need to buy ours. I don't know if we'll get to do a live, an actual well, we, in-person draft, though. Yeah, we have to figure out what we're doing for the AFL, most likely. I think that's our best chance. The AFL yeah. is the home league that we do with Brandon and everybody else, the uh, two quarterbacks, one team league that I, I believe I, yes, I believe I won last year. Um, so if we're doing that live draft, then 100% do that. Uh, other thing, great thing, uh, while you know, Brandon and Sean here are just trying oh so hard and spending oh so many hours coming up with a good team name. Me and Christian will be crushing the draft like we always do. And really, the best part is Christian hates his team, but I know how to manipulate Christian enough to get the right players and take some risk. I and also what, love in, what I, in, in, in what world has Christian ever crushed a draft? He crushes drafts. He just hates it. He doesn't understand it. I'm never going to fix it for him, and I'm not going to tell him he's wrong because I'd like to see it. I'd like to see him struggle. I do. Well, like to struggle as well. So you are going to fix it because we're on a team together. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. yeah well, I'm I'm gonna, gonna annihilate. You also <laughs> love how I made sure to get you on my team by saying the other two couldn't stand you long enough. That is was, also very true. It's, We've it's also facts. Season of Christian. It's facts for sure. Uh, yes, but yes, it is. Yeah, I can even go through a draft with Christian. It's true. We're we're struggling. It's okay. <laughs> so again, we'll update you as the season goes on. We're very excited. Um, other than that, stay tuned for we have some very exciting stuff coming in the next few episodes. We'll be getting into our running back A ones. Um, unfortunately, we have to do tight ends also at some point. I'm guessing. Yes, I'm we have tight ends at some point. Can, well, I, can, I, can, I, can I can I just pick George Kittle? We no. no. Absolutely not. No. We'll discuss. We'll discuss that later. Just. All right. Does anybody else have anything before we get out of here? No. (laughs) No. Why is your voice so high? I. I. I, Can you you finish it? For Randy Randy Hall. I'm coming. We'll talk to you guys next time. We gone.